Welcome to the Wandering Podcast. This is Chris Armstrong, and I don't have your bio, so tell us a little bit about your background. Thank you first for having me here, my friend, my best friend in USA, I can tell. It seems like we have years of friendship already. Um, so I'm from Brazil, and I think that's why we're here to talk about how I grew up and where, how was it? Um, I graduated in uh, logistic and strategic planning, but that was just my graduation. I never ever worked with it on, and that time when I was 26 years old, I had a big life changing event. And since then I've been working with hospitality more towards entertainment. I worked for cruise ship companies. So I had a very great experience traveling the world and meeting people from lots of different countries. Now it's been 12 years I'm here in USA, in the US. I have a family, two girls and my husband. And I met Rihanna two years ago. That's when our path crossed. And I think she's holding my hand on my own uh, personal path. So we're here today to talk a little bit of Brazil or how I was raised. Yeah, we, we, I want to open the people in the U.S.'s minds to how people live in other countries, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't traveled too much outside of other countries, but Chris has traveled. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's start with what was it like growing up in Brazil? It's very interesting that Brazil is the fifth larger country in the world and the seventh biggest population in the world. And still, there's so much mystery about it. Um, I first learned traveling to other countries that a lot of people doesn't even know where Brazil is. Sometimes you say Brazil and people still, what, why? So it's it's hard for me being there to imagine that there is a, a lot of unknown about it. It's very different. Like every other country that the main language is not English is very different. Um, growing up in Brazil, first of all, when I grew up, um, many years ago, uh, there wasn't much technology like compared to USA. So we had a most uh, disconnected life with um, technology. We were, and I guess everybody else my age in any country were outside riding bikes, climbing on trees. And, but one big difference I feel is like I couldn't record my childhood. I don't have videos of me growing up or my parents. It was rare. Like one of my aunt and Sandra, she had more money. And so she had a camera, a video camera. So that's when I understood that you could record things and then watch and record your trips. We have pictures. Some of my pictures are still black and white. And then when I was six, seven, all my pictures are, are colorful already. 
but that that's a peculiar um, thing about growing up in Brazil. Uh, one of the biggest things I remember when I was about nine, my parents bought a VCR and we started watching uh, VHS tapes and, and renting the movies and watching and everything we always watched was American movies. So I think not only Brazil, but many other countries have this uh, thing growing up and, and living life that you mirror Americans. You see how they live life and how the culture is and you're trying to be like that. So, so does Brazil not have its own movie industry? That's interesting as well because we don't. We don't have a Hollywood or like India, Bollywood, but we are one of the, we are the most uh, creative and, and the country that most produce telenovelas, those soap operas. So we do have a big industry of video and media, but not for movies. We, we do novelas, uh, soap operas, and they're super popular. Every single Brazilian follow from the beginning to the end, and it's cultural. But for movies, everything else was from Hollywood. And so I grew up with that idea of working mothers, which is different in Brazil too. It's a lot more sexist. It's changing now, see, I'm 44. But when I grew up, mothers were a lot more stay-at-home mothers or with a second job that they could be part-time or most likely being taken care of the house. But we watched through the movies, mothers that were independent or divorced. It was rare in, when I grew up in Brazil to families to be divorced. I always thought that was too modern growing up. Like, oh, I had, I don't remember having friends that were, their parents were divorced. So um, those cultural things that, affect you, but you don't know when it's happening. You're just doing this constantly on your daily basis. And and it seems like that's how you need to be, like the bar, Barbie and, and Bob, it was Bob and Ken, Barbie and Ken. So we are Americanized a lot. We learn the microwave and then we have the pre-made food on an aisle on the supermarket. But also nowadays, if you go to Brazil today, you won't see as much processed food there. It's a lot more made from scratch. So you see fresh fruits and fresh produce and people will make your food, their food from scratch. Eating is a very different habit in Brazil. Eating is, it's slow. So fast food, there is fast food in Brazil, but it's, it's more like a treat. You do this as a treat to your children or to yourself. Um, we take our time cooking and eating. So our restaurants, they don't have a big turnover. So it's not a very good deal to be a server or a waitress in Brazil. Oh. Because they have a salary. So those little things are little, but they shape you. So when you come to America, you are, you get 
surprised sometimes and culture shock. Culture, culture shock yeah and and it's hard to if you need to we don't need to do that it's hard to fit in because you're going to try to find your brazilian way or your foreign way to do things so going for grocery shopping it, it's quite challenging in the beginning for me it was the juices finding uh, the variety or juices with no sugar added. It was a big deal. I was a juice drinker. Mm -hmm. And in Brazil, every corner you have a bar. It's kind of a juice bar, but it's also served food, snacks, and and coffee. So that's, let's have a coffee, you say, but you don't need to have a coffee. You can have a fresh squeeze orange juice with carrots and eat a little pastry like a pão de queijo or a empanada so it's it's in every corner wow it, are the grocery stores in brazil are they supermarkets like we have like big chain kind of things uh, we have both we have the supermarkets that um were introduced a little later now they're not as old as things here but we do have walmart like everywhere in the world <laughs> and we do have other supermarkets but it's more like little mercados little markets and corners in the neighborhoods especially for meat the butchers are you don't buy your meat in the supermarket you can but you're gonna barbecue with meat that you go to that little butcher in your neighborhood that you know the name hey seu João, hi and they know what is your first your your preferred cut and your favorite cut of meat and that's again the the made from scratch and and it's it's a whole feeling it's a whole atmosphere of shopping cooking and then eating the food. Mm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it sounds a little more fun. Like it is. It is. It, it is. connects it to it your is. food more than it just is. It is. It. <gasps> but it's so much work. It's <laughs> so much work because we set the table every single time we sit to eat. And oh. we sit to eat. You won't see a Brazilian eating in their car. Oh. You won't see. Rarely coffee cups now. Now it's modern. You're gonna go to a cup. They have Starbucks and, and other little places. I, I was surprised when I went last time. I went to Curitiba. I I found little coffee shops with just coffee, like your espresso, cappuccino, your mocha, and, and to go because you normally go somewhere, sit down, and have your coffee. Oh. So to go was like wow. So that's modernism. That's that's too modern for me and it's there already you can find it but but it's not easy it sounds a little bit like it's like a different time like when you were growing up for me here the 80s was the 80s the only 80s i know but mm -hmm. in brazil it sounds like it still was maybe more like the 60s here. we can say that we can say back in time not nowadays things are the movie just uh, was launched here is there as well. I know I talked to my mom. She's like, have you already watched 
Little Mermaid. No, I didn't yet. <laughs> but before, when I grew up and and maybe 10, maybe let's say 20 years ago, it was there was this 10 years gap. I, I knew that. Then when I was 16, I could I was aware of that. So I knew this was launched there. So it's going to take a couple of years to get here. And for most things, like big things, like grocery shopping and, and big uh, TVs and big electronics, 10 years. It, it, it was, we knew. It, some people could have it imported, but with a astronomic price. But yeah, at that time when I grew up, I have a feeling that I was on the 70s for sure. Okay. The way things were slowlier and slowly and in technology mainly. It's kind of how Tahoe is because I grew up in Lake Tahoe and it's a small mountain town and uh, family in Southern California just things were just the radio mm -hmm, stations mm -hmm. were playing different music. The we were always a little behind. The, there was no fashion in Tahoe. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't really have clothing yeah. shops. I mean, there's a Ross now there, yeah. which is a big yeah. deal. So but, I think uh, Tahoe stopped in time. And <laughs> Brazil is now flying. There's everything there for sure. Still, then going back to culture, the the mentality is still the same. Yeah, we we have everything. We have the the fast food environment, and but still, it. it and, and it has the good and the bad, everything, everything in life. I, I always try to pull to my side when I'm with my husband. Oh, because we do this better. But I, I learned that years ago. There isn't, and there is not, no way there is a better situation anywhere. It's just different. It's just different because you're going to find the super positive it's not only a little bit positive but it's super positive in one thing that you thought it was bad for example let's say fast food when it comes to my mind ugh, yeah all the thoughts all the thoughts completely but how many times i've, I've been doing that to my family many multiple i try to be healthy on a fast food environment I try to be wise. I try to minimize, but it's such a hand. It, it helps you so much. It's easier, and you can be creative and, and, and jiggle. I'm doing healthy, but I also do some fast food here and there for coffee, for smoothies, and finger food. So, and setting at the table every time you're going to have a meal, then think about it. You have all those dishes. You have the tablecloth that needs to be washed. And then we go to another cultural difference is that we have maids. Right. Still in the 2023rd week, all maids have helpers in their house. They live to go take care of somebody's house, but they do have somebody that comes to take care of them. It's kind of a first job as babysitting babies here or some women do feel comfortable doing that we don't have man-made mm. brazil is also very sexist this may be a topic for another podcast but uh so maids are there so you are able to sit down to get all those dishes dirty and just stand up and say i'm late to work you put your purse here and say bye people and you go 
because a maid is there to clean the table, clean the tablecloth and put the dishes, wash by hand or... And do they help with the kids? It, that could be a combination. When kids are younger, you do have a, a maid that is a nanny. She won't be as good cooking and cleaning, but that's okay. And But she will be with the kids, yeah. It's affordable. It's very affordable, including like then you can go to how the way houses are built and the plan in the houses. They have this service area in houses. It's just normally almost always close to the laundry room. And that's where your maid will be. Or because when I grew up, we had living maids. They will come from the countryside, most likely, or the suburbs. In Brazil, the suburbs have a different meaning as well. You are out there, a low-income family. So they will have this benefit of living with this family, not paying for gas or for a rent or for food, because they will be included in the whole family budget. And they will have their room with a bathroom, with a full bathroom, close to the laundry room. And did you say that Brazil was colonized by the French? Portuguese. Portuguese. Oh, Portuguese. that's why it's yeah. Portuguese. Mm -hmm. That's what you said. At speak that Portuguese. time, those were the biggest guys around the, the Spanish and the Portuguese people. They were there with their their ships. They were the big so USA was discovered by the Spanish and they tried Brazil. They tried Africa, and that's why they call Indians the native people in Brazil and in all the other countries they call Indians because they were always aiming for India. They, they were in India. They always okay. thought they they always thought. So all <laughs> the native people that was in land before they, everybody discovered any piece of land are called Indians because they oh that's the India Indians and and I wonder if the the, having the houses built with surf, service quarters, mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. do you think that was a Spanish or Portuguese influence? A Portuguese influence, for sure. They came to Brazil just for sucking the, the goodies. You know? So they came, and it's very explicit, you know? Pedro Álvarez Cabral never said he was coming to colonize and turn this into a country for good people to leave. They came to extract the wood mainly uh, pau brasil is a red wood and that was it red wood pau brasil that's why you see brazilian wood in every fancy furniture around the world that started there in in the 15th in the 15th they came to extract the wood but then they found esmeralda diamonds and the indians the women so they 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 made children here and they mm -hmm. stayed. And, and it's a tropical country. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's right perfect. So um, it was a good place to be. You can only imagine. Yeah. And speaking of that, you said that 90% uh, Catholic? So they brought, they brought that too. The Portuguese people brought the... Catholicism here uh, there to Brazil, and they start cat, catechizing, cat, 
uh, teaching to Indians. Yeah. Okay. And so 90% of the population is religious and is Catholic. They, they are very um, religious, but in a loose manner. So music, um, parties, um, even the soap operas and every kind of art that we have that is nature from nature is born in Brazil, you will see some religion, some spirituality, some um, Bible passages on it, but in a more loose way. We talk about God and Mary and Jesus in, in such a loose way. It's on the songs, it's on the poetry, and it's just change like everything that went to brazil changed and it got this more tropical way i guess yeah more, more fun more fun. so catholic guilt was that a thing that you grew up with no i did not because with my generation that was already a, a little more or a lot more loose even i think my grandma and then my grand grandma were more how can I say it's rigid. rigid on it for sure. But then with my mom was we go when we can. She still tries to go every Sunday to the church, but it's where you make friends. It's it's where you connect. It, it's a lot more traditional than religious. Mm -hmm. If I'm making myself clear, because mm -hmm. there is a lot of people right there that they are. Um, they have all their religions as well. They are they like astrology. They are uh, in the gay community, or they 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 don't necessarily live according to the Bible. And our priests are normal people that dress normally and and have a better approach or, or a easier approach with the community. Um, so you will see if you go there, you will see. I've been to churches here, Catholic churches here in the USA, and I felt like there was uh, rules to follow, even like dressing codes or the way you seat and the way things were more serious. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not like that. It, it's still, a, it's a path that keep people more centered, but it's not mean it's not um the guilt and the no shame and no the no no but you can be whatever you want and have love in your heart that that's i learned in the catholic church in brazil like it's it gave us some north for things for sure but it's it's yeah it's more free and that's kind of the overall culture US oh, yeah. versus Brazil. Brazil is a lot more fun and yeah. I mean you guys socialize more, you party a lot harder. Yes. Yes. And mm -hmm. we are very like capitalist and make money and yeah. do work all the time. We yeah. don't have people that came here, they it's all about colonization. It's all about back there in, in the fifteens because they didn't teach us or nobody started with let's be progressive let's develop let's build things let's grown 
they were here for leisure. They were here to feel good and to extract things from the Amazon and medicine and yeah. So the, the mindset's still the very same one. That's incredible, right? Still the very same one. And then people that got a little bit of power, they are all corrupted because they really don't want the progress to that that's a main thought of course there's lots of exceptions and, and and a lot of people think different than that but the cultural thing it's it's we call jeitinho means literally literally means little way so Brazilians have their little way of doing things. There are gonna be not the bureaucratic way of doing things. So if something is too hard to be done, you say, come, I have my little way. I have a jeitinho and, and we're gonna do this this way. That involves bribing somebody or skipping a part of a process or doing something illegal like that yeah I, I feel like we talked about safety and how the U.S. has all these laws meant to keep you safe mm -hmm. but really you're just getting in trouble all the time like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. compared to Brazil you guys I mean like speed limits and see yeah. it's, it's just different there right but yeah yeah we do not that's sounding it saying out loud it's hurtful even but we do not respect the laws they are there there's a book the constitution was made in 1988 the second one was updated in 88 so okay it's pretty sexist and there's a lot of things that doesn't make sense it's all to privilege the bureaucracy because steps of bureaucracy create opportunities for corruption, right? So uh, we we do not we do not apply the law in many little things on our daily routine because there's no one watching, and there is the jeitinho again, my little way of doing. Uh, I, there's a no parking sign here, but I will park because nobody's gonna see and. And, and it's a lack of, of staff. And, and then if there is staff, you can talk to the policeman, you can talk and bribe and yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot more loose. When I came, I was like, they say America is the freedom country, the freedom. But I didn't feel that way because I, I still feel like I'm being watched all the time. You feel free in Brazil, you definitely free. But then one comes with, another that's pretty sad it's you're free but you're afraid ah uh, afraid, afraid because you 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 won't have protection or uh, um, you can't count who you're gonna call right the who police are not yeah. out there yeah and, and it's very it's, it's very corrupt is 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 sad that's the dark side and the the situation right now it's worst I'm trying to think this is just a phase it's going to pass, but yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that would be a little scary. It is, it like. is. And I'm assuming the population in Brazil is not armed. 
No. Mm -mm. Bad people are armed. Yeah. yeah. Thieves and murderers and they are and the, the traffic people or the drug cartels are all super well armed. And we we don't have nobody. The culture is totally against guns. We don't even talk about it. I have never seen one. My my uncle was a sheriff and then now he's a judge and he's retiring. He went to all steps of the police and, and he, I, we knew he had guns. So that's how close I got to guns. So, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that banning owning guns does not mean that people don't own guns. Not it's just all. the wrong people. Yeah, the wrong people. Yeah. It's it's funny. I know it's it's sad, but it's funny because they don't need to go through the law to get their guns. Right. I mean, the, the bad people that have guns here don't go through the law. To, and you to can them. have a permit if you want, if you're a good person and you want, but it's a lot bureaucratic and it's super expensive. Guns there are extremely expensive. Uh, high class wealthy people might be able to have a and yeah if you want to own a gun but our houses now are all gated in brazil you will see uh, high walls and gates and 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 it's like you are in a prison mm. you you live in a prison you know the the windows have gates on the windows it's it's unsafe yeah i could see that feeling like prison yeah by just not feeling like you can just leave your house unlocked i mean that was something yeah. in tahoe we never locked our house i mean we had people go in it but mm -hmm. nothing happened yeah nothing happened yeah. but um yeah most people up there didn't lock their doors mm -hmm. uh growing up i think more do now there's a lot more tourists up there now for some reason um but speaking of that oh it was it was so would you say that people live more comfortably i'm talking about wealth wise mm -hmm, money wise mm -hmm. here or in brazil mm -hmm. is there a major disparity between the wealthy and the poor mm -hmm. is there a middle class yeah, it, it, it's harder there for sure. The difference between uh, the poor and the rich, it's a lot bigger. So that's why it's unsafe because people literally don't have what to eat. As, and it's not an option. It's not like I don't want to work. I'm not like everybody else. Um, I'm an artist or I don't know what I... It, it's not an option. There's not many... Uh, public help from the government. It should be, but as I said, it's very corrupt. So the money goes where else or to a politician pocket, most like. So it's here you can have anything, I believe. Um, it, 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 you can go to the movies, you can go eat out, you can buy your huge screen TVs, have car. In Brazil, you cannot if you don't have a good job, a good salary. And yeah, it, it's a lot more different. It's yeah, so like pretty much all of us in the US have 
everything. An iPhone or a smartphone, yeah. even if we are living everything. below poverty mm -hmm, level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's crazy that everybody that I know here and I know people from every classes, they can have anything. The basic needs and, and more like phones and computers, of course. Yeah. The more you have, the nicer thing you have, the bigger house. And and a lot of people don't have houses. No USA is passing through this uh, housing big phase. But in Brazil, you can't even have a phone or a car. I, I was 26 when I got my first car, a used car that somebody wanted to get rid of it. it it's it, we, we have this thing that we finance things, almost everything, uh, electronics, we finance computers, we finance TVs, we finance blenders and microwaves. We find you can pay in 12 or 24 times. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing, yeah. I the, think we're starting to see a little more of that happening here. That's true. That's I mean, true. I remember mm -hmm. we had Kmart. That was our yeah. clothing shop in Tahoe. And you could do layaway. Yeah. And yeah. My parents did that. Yeah. 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 But see, I don't see that development going to Brazil slowly. Uh, there's so many other issues. And, and now it's kind of we're stuck because like here, the, the we're so divided. And because of politics, it, something crazy happened around the world, this energy of splitting people in the middle because of politics. And Brazil is so stuck. Now they can't solve anything because half of the country think is this, half of the country think is that. And so nothing is agreed at all. So what's happening in a positive way is that people are doing their own things like ONGs and community centers and, and people helping each other. That might be the only solution. And I think this is the only solution for the world. So then we can kind of uh, wrap, it up, wrap it up all the subjects and, and say that it doesn't matter what country you are. It doesn't matter how different it is. We're all in the world suffering of the same thing that one people, some have too much, some doesn't have enough. And we have the ones that doesn't have enough, they might have the heart and the soul to share with those that have everything. So I think we should all help each other in every single way, shape or form and, and add to each other. We have the technology, internet is, is putting us so much together and entangled all kinds of cultures so we just should effectively start doing that like i can't sometimes i have this crazy dreams like i think what if americans come and give us what they have best and we come and get, it, it will be like on a practical way we giving fresh fruit and produce and, and teaching people how to be disconnected and then americans coming with a progress and, and infrastructure and Technology. Technology. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think there's a scarcity mindset in the world. I mean, we have we have the technology and the internet where we can connect, and mm -hmm. we spend our time online um, arguing about arguing politics or whatever. I mean, arguing, just arguing, just looking for something Maybe. to, to spread fear mm -hmm. and scarcity. And there is no actual scarcity. It's mm -hmm. just. Yeah. The fear of it and yeah. 
people accumulating because we've been taught to fear losing and that there's not enough, but there is, there is enough. There is, and there is enough. Um, there is, it's sad. I work for the hospitality business here and we throw so much food in the trash. Oh yeah. Every single time it's, and other things that we just, uh, it, it's, uh, reusable is replaceable items that you just bought and now you're disposing and and, and food is what makes me sick. Uh, yeah, I think at some point I read a statistic, the US, I think it's different than what I recall, but like we actually consume, I don't know, it's less than 50%. Yeah, it's less. less. It's something like yeah. 80, 20. I, I, we need to check it on that. It gets thrown out. Yeah. yeah most but of I, I I think you're right, but we, we got to check the numbers and maybe yeah. start from that, just checking numbers. And that's how we do with our life. We, we start from somewhere doing like self-care. And we sit down and make a list so we can see if we start doing those things for our children in school, maybe a subject in middle school about the world itself, not only America, but the world. Yeah, I've, um, American schools, I've been to a lot of school, all in this country. So I've, uh, I don't even know how many college credits I have, but it's all aimed at making employees, churning out employees, um, not people who are empowered to yeah, uh, make their own things, become entrepreneurs. Like I didn't take entrepreneurship until my master's program. Um, so it was really interesting because I was very much against my parents' beliefs growing up uh, because they were all about their religion and I just didn't resonate with it. And so I went extreme academia and I relied on school for all of my information and I just was like my parents know nothing and um, I was pretty shocked once I started my own business how unprepared I was um, because this is America it's the land of opportunity we're mm -hmm. supposed to be starting businesses and um, actually even being an accountant our tax code is written in such a way that you benefit by becoming an employer because you're providing jobs mm -hmm. for people and livelihoods and real estate um, and yeah. building infrastructure and providing housing and, and, and shelter basically for more people in the world. So you get all these tax incentives to do those two things, but nobody's learning how to do those things because we're all learning how to go and punch a clock and work for somebody else's dream and that yeah. we are worth just an hourly wage. And um, yeah. I mean, when when you think about that alone, mm -hmm. that our self, our, our worth is an hourly dollar amount. Yeah, that, that, that was a big surprise for me. That was a big surprise for me. The sentence, time is money. That was shocking. And I know it's like, how, how so? Isn't that obvious? It's not everything like that. No, it's not. No, it's not. Especially if you go up in Brazil to the northern part of Brazil where they are colonized more likely by slaves 
that culturally they suffer, 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 suffer. Man, what the, it's not in the books what happened with black people. We know that, we should know more and more and more. Anyway, so if you go to the Northwest, Northeast of Brazil there, uh, people are so into enjoying life, making art, music and dancing and being at the beach and they are called lazy. They're called lazy. Nobody there knows time is money. Nobody, nobody, nobody knows time is money. Wow. That would no. be so awesome. To time is for a minute. Time is, <laughs> is precious. It's being with your So I met this guy at the my brother is from Salvador, so it's northwest. My my mom and dad lived there for seven or eight years. And so my brother born there and my brother is older, five years old. So I didn't live up there. I born in Sao Paulo, the most capitalist city in Brazil, Sao Paulo. So, but uh, we have friends there and we went visit every year. And when I was 16, I remember I learned, I was at the beach on a Monday, I was in my vocation, and then I met this guy helping me to cross the, the corals, the, the rocks and the corals helping me to cross to this uh, um, pool, natural pool. And then we started talking and I was like, on a Monday, what are you doing here on a Monday? You're a tourist, where are you from? He said, no, no, I live right here. I live in Baja and I work, uh, but uh, now it's lunchtime, so I came to dive in, in the water. But it was 2 p.m. in the afternoon, and then he said the water was so chill, he decided to stay, and he was a mechanic. So I was thinking, the cars that are in his shop, <laughs> if it was my car, we'll be there waiting to be ready. And in his mind, was like, you can wait. You know, there's always tomorrow. There's you other can things get, you can yeah. do. Dive, go diving. And Stop that's the mentality. <laughs> that is the mentality. And uh, somehow Brazilians figure it out how to mix this mentality with making money. There's a lot of good people making a lot of money in the world, in the country, I mean. And, and there's a lot of developments in certain areas. There are amazing and amazing, amazing people there. But uh, if you go to the people, the people in the street is it, like that. Um, they're waiting for the time to the weekend to start. So like six o'clock on a Friday, forget about it. <laughs> they're all going to the beach. They're having their first beer and there's music until early mornings. And, and so Tahoe's actually a little, like quite that. a bit like that. Well, you yes. told me about it, it seems like. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. we're. I mean, I'll go up there for vacation and it's a weekday and I'm on vacation. But I'm visiting yeah. my family yeah. and they're like, yeah, let's go to breakfast. And then they're ordering a mimosa. And I'm like, uh oh, are you not yeah. going to go to work today? I haven't decided. Don't know. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I miss it all the time because Southern California is just not like that. Everybody's always yeah. so busy with. Yeah. All of their even the work. fun things in Southern California for me, I feel like was made people do things because a certain schedule, even the fun things, even the parties yeah. and the amusement parks and, and anything people do for fun is such an in, in a tight schedule. Yeah, and, and 
it's just feel like okay we're done bye and you know, it's not yeah the party doesn't go into the early morning hours no. yeah, yeah that's tahoe is we didn't like stop at 8 p.m and say the kids need to be yeah. in bed no we just stayed and we kept partying and the kids would fall asleep wherever they fell asleep yeah <laughs> i do feel that there is a good wave coming a positive wave and in related to time is money i think we should keep this sentence in mind and and talk about what does it bring to our thoughts when we say time is money it, um so what's time for you and, and how much i want to charge for my time or this is the right way of doing it. It, it, it but i feel this big change coming i heard the, on the news and everybody must know i'm more connected to the news than i am that uh they are trying to change the work schedule um for four days per week not five it depends everybody has a different job but, a but more reasonable but but having a, a better balance life and, and work so i think that the 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 arguments that are being are there we, we we're talking about it and talking about it is huge it's just the first step but it's the most most important step yeah to bring out the subject and talk about it talk about with your kids talk about with everybody because we feel there's something off and if you are hearing this podcast if like we found each other there is something off we we gotta express that and and bring it up we can't just go ahead and do what everybody's been doing for many years just because everybody's been doing we we gotta question ourselves and 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 time is money oh right that does not sound right at all. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. So what about our kids? What do they think about it? Schools, as you said, they're all like that. So maybe a different approach with the teachers or with the principal or an extra class after school to bring that to our children, the future of the world. You know, and we should just talk about it, bring it to discussion and what is time? What is time? Yeah, we need to consider the way we're educating our, yes, our the kids. little ones. Yes. Because I just yes. know that all of the, not everything, but a lot of the way that I grew up, my beliefs, um, I don't want my kids to have to undo that stuff mm -hmm. in their heads. Yeah. And it's already happening yeah. where I'm seeing all this yeah. incongruence with the way that I live and the way I want to live. And I mean, even when they come in here and bother me when I'm on a call, I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. And I freak out. And then, you know, it's like their value is yeah. less than a phone call that I'm on, which is, yeah. I mean, that's a whole person. So of course they have more value than yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's a habit. We just have really, crappy habits just yeah. from doing the thing that you yeah. just said repeating yeah. Yeah. behaviors and beliefs that just aren't but, but see at first you don't even think about it you just right. say Ex excuse me i'm busy don't you think this is important it's perfectly not natural almost every all of us will have done the same or do the same thing but if we start thinking uh oh there's something up yeah that there is something that and that's why I'm in this journey because 
living life the way I was taught that everybody's been doing, looking to my neighbors, see the way they're doing. So I need to catch up. I need to do the way. It wasn't good for me anymore. I, I always feel there's something off. But now myself tells me I need to talk about it. What What is this? That's why we're the, there's something off. This is we talked about the girls and the swimming suit. Last oh week. yes, that's yes. another topic. So but yeah, had, well, no, I think we're gonna get there. Um, yeah, our school let our daughters know that they could not wear two pieces and they could not have their stomachs showing. So if they had a two-piece bathing suit, they had to either wear a t-shirt or get a one piece, but the boys could go shirtless. So huh. I sent a message to the principal and the district and said, I was a little late. I should have given we them a little more notice, but like, I, we can't have this. Our girls are being taught that they're, they should be ashamed of showing their stomachs or, and, and are we sending the message to our boys that they don't have self-control yeah. if they see a girl's stomach that they're going to become a sexual predator? Like, let's not teach anybody any of that because that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, that was a big one. That, that for me was, it had a lot of meaning that that's a big one. Uh, and it felt to me like I was that uh, the imposed one piece it felt like i was back 50 years ago or more yeah so what are you telling me yeah okay. and you're telling the parents that we're bad parents because we let our daughters wear two pieces exactly is that what's happening yeah that, that's an appropriate way of being at school you are appropriate in your house you are what you're not appropriate uh, that that brought me to a very off point of i was like oh this is not right and <laughs> And they're gonna make these decisions later. They they gonna choose what is more comfortable or not. But if you already say a no for something, especially for the boys, see the point of view of the boys. It, it, it starts something that they don't even know yet. Yeah. They, they are not they're not thinking, thinking like that. like that at all. It, and it's so beautiful to see them. They are so beautiful, all of them, all yeah. those different tummies. And let's show all those different tummies. So I hope next year. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, but so what what I liked about the thing was that my daughter came through the front door yeah. and was like, Mother, they are trying to tell us that we have That's to be covered right. and the boys don't. And I was like, I'm so glad you told there me, you dear. <laughs> That, that's a huge achievement. That's a huge achievement. And as my mom said, okay, I did this way. Now I believe you guys are doing better and our kids are going to do better and we can do better right now. We don't need to wait for next generation. We can do better this time, this minute. And, and when they come home, we, it's just start with a new platform with a different paradigm or no paradigm at all you know just let things more natural because all of this is all tangled with the sexism and the way men been uh, uh, driving this bus and the way men to control this and the, the unhealthy patriarchy mm -hmm. um, which men are suffering from as well uh, because for one, they're being told way too young yeah. that they're a predator. 
And so I don't really want my son learning that. And also that they're not allowed to have certain emotions. I mean, most of us, I think, have been taught that we're not allowed yeah. to have certain emotions. But um, men are supposed to be, you know, oh, yeah. strong and violent mm -hmm. and, and aggressive and yeah. always moving. Um, everybody needs to rest. Everybody needs to have all of the emotions and be able to express them. Yeah. And then women, obviously, we know the oppression that mm -hmm. has been, you know, women for for yeah for a long, long time. And we discussed that you hadn't heard that there was a time when things were tribal, that no. women were highly valued members. No, I try their, to think about it. Cleopatra and things like that. I think Cleopatra was in a very feminist time, but I don't know about her, her clero, the, the women above her. And I, I thought it was just her as a, and so it's, it's a good subject to get into it and learn. Yeah. And there is a podcast that, um, Deja Blue podcast where she interviews the Reverend Brianna something, I don't know which episode it is, but she goes into kind of the history of how kind of patriarchy started and, and how the women were kind of stripped of their lands and, and rights in order for certain men. And I think probably their wives were part of it um, to prosper and, um, to get boys and men to go to war. There were women who had influence and who were opposing that. And were saying, no, I don't want my men or my boys to do, go do that. And then those men that wanted them to, then needed to, well, then you don't have any rights. Like, shut up. Shut we don't like your, you're distracting them. We want them to do what we say. So we're going to go ahead and demonize women. And But she says it much more eloquently and she has dates and things that, that will make more sense. But um, That's interesting. That's so very interesting. you also mentioned the sexism in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And still, it's so interesting because when, like, mm -hmm. when we, the U.S. loves the Brazilian bikini, yeah. you know, where yeah. It that's a double sore because, yes, because that's what we're known for. And who doesn't like to being said that, oh, you're from Brazil. Those are the most beautiful women in the world. Who yes. wants to lose that on the podium? Who <laughs> wants to say, no, we're not. No, we are not. So that's tough. But we're known for that because there is a lot more uh, pressure and the woman's a, a lot more. Yeah, you got to be beautiful. If you didn't born beautiful, you got to be extremely, um, um, the word, uh, missing the word, but, but you need to take extremely care of yourself and, and, and enhance or, or, or try or be, women are, um, they do a lot more, that's a good part, a lot more self-care in Brazil because they have maids, so they have time. Mm. So it's, it's 
practically, it's unsaid, but it's mandatory for you to have your hair done, your nails done, brows, eyelashes now, not eyelashes, and all the plastic surgeries and, and, and procedures. Oh. And but it started very naturally for for real. If you get, if we go back in history, we have the longest uh, coast line coast in the world. So it's a tropical country. You're gonna wear. Uh, small clothes, you're going to show a lot more skin. And because of the water, that's history. Because of the water, it works your legs and your bottoms a lot more. So that is true. I'm not one of those, but they have bigger <laughs> pronounced bottoms. Okay. They do have it, the African women too. So I don't know why they talk about Brazilian. You should see the difference. I've been in Africa, South Africa, and Africa, and the African women too. Black women have, but in Brazil it is different. It's more like a flow, all right? It is true, and because of that, started naturally. Like when Bossa Nova, girl of Ipanema, was there 50 years ago, and they needed to keep up with that. And, and all the technology in these matters came right away to Brazil. We didn't need to wait 10 years for this technology to uh, be there. And our doctors okay. and procedures, any other procedures, our doctors, statisticists, static surgeons, and all of this group, they're very developed there. I, I will say the best in the world are in Brazil, the best schools, the best training, the best courses, the best um, uh, tools to they, they invent. So, uh, and unfortunately the girls in school seeing their moms, like the little girls, they see the moms with a maid. So the mom is not there doing dishes or cleaning the house. The mom is at the gym or at the salon and working, now working. There's a lot more women than men in Brazil too. So this is a disadvantage. Women can't find love. That's another subject. Mm -hmm. But so we've got to keep up with that. And the girls see mom doing. So all the little girls are also in that mindset. And, and so there's no quality, man. There's no quantity. There's no quality. But still, you got to be beautiful, perfect, work, have your job. And, and so... I, I'm better here in America. Oh, so the little girls are already having a yes. sense of body oh, shape. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So is the plastic surgery mm -hmm. less expensive? A lot less. A lot. Five times less. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. If, if I wanted some, I'd go Yeah, we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll pull a bus. We will get a full bus with all of us and we go <laughs> a boat or plane but uh, you won't see obese people in brazil you'll see fat overweight but it's, it's like a different culture it's just it, it will be harder to be who you meant to be in your body shape in brazil than here i think we are more democratic here mm -hmm. and the way you dress the way you port yourself um there is the beauty thing in Brazil, but definitely. Uh, I think you had mentioned that you have a friend who can't find the love, because um, you mentioned that, and 
when they are finding men that the guys are kind of losers mm -hmm. and they're not. So the woman is working, being yeah. perfectly beautiful, yeah. Yeah. has everything, yeah. and then he's just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. I and think the, like, the, there, everything happening in this feminist world. So women went out there, and she was already, it was already mandatory that you must be beautiful. So now uh, you must go and get it because you, you need to be independent as well. So it's more like you have Wonder Woman's, Super Woman's, and you don't have man to, to mm. that's so that's a lot of brazilians getting married with americans and, and foreign men a lot oh, okay. a lot yeah and so that's be careful. kind of uh something that i wanted to touch on feminism in general yeah i read something on instagram the other day about how we grew up um being trained to be caregivers but then also that we're supposed to be independent. So now women yeah. are in this situation where yeah. we're trying to do everything yeah. and often aren't even yeah. allowing men to bring any value. If, I mean, we if I have the money and I can do everything for myself, what do I need you for? Right. Yeah. So that kind of messes with it's now we've got this way off balanced situation where women are exhausted mm -hmm. and overworked. Before we didn't have any rights. Now we have rights, but we're burnt out and mm -hmm. we <laughs> can't keep mm -hmm. up with life. We don't yeah. rest. And yeah. um and having difficult making room in our lives yeah. for men and to have a balanced, healthy relationship. Uh, so that's one of the things with my coaching program that I'm trying to address with women is to teach us to slow back down, mm -hmm. take some of that crap off your plate because mm -hmm. keeping up with the Joneses yeah. is totally unnecessary. Yeah. That that's out of the, the list that, that yeah. must go. It must go. Everybody's individual. Everybody's so different and nothing that you're going to do back there is going to be what I need for me. Maybe some, but we're so different and, um the the thing now is that we embraced everything we we brought everything to our table because we are unbeatable we're strong we're independent and we we cannot let it go we we can we can demand things when we need our children to be raised well we need them to have love and then we need to support our family financially even and that's what we most see women out there supporting their family financially. And then you need to do all of the rest as well. So that that's a big thing to discuss because we got to meet men in the middle or whatever partner you want to have. Woman, woman, men, men, whatever. We got to meet in the middle. And I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, Rihanna. I, I think what you're doing, it's amazing because we steps, we start step by step. Very baby steps. Well, I don't have it figured out. I'm just learning. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the beginning of it, because it's so overwhelming, just getting that first step, the first duck in the row, 
just keeping that for a while going on it is self-love it should be obvious that this should be uh, I'm, it I'm, should I'm be, even, but there's shame and stigma around that even that word self-love it sounds like oh yeah oh you're such a self-indulgent yeah. little spoiled baby yeah. like you don't need to love yourself yeah well, it, it, it do it's simple as the mask on the airplane it's simple like that you're gonna have a lot more to give if you give yourself first it's so simple but this is like rooted it, it's inside of us for generations and generations it's not a gene that's how I learn, and so I, I, it's very difficult for me. And I understand why we all like that. We just need to start a different trend. We just gotta start a different trend, and make this a thing. Make this fun. Yeah. Make this natural. And we reprioritize our minutes into like enjoying how much, how many of my minutes a day am I actually enjoying yeah. versus doing something that sucks the life out of me. Yeah. All that is in pro of this time is money stigma right. that we create also because we see very nice women that look like they are, they have everything under control. But if you analyze, they are living their life half of the, their hours, they are giving themselves to this stigma of time is money. They are just there in this um, wheel of doing yeah. the same things. And, yeah. and it could be a lot more productive and doing something else or. Yeah, having that self-love will bring you to doing things that you love mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. they just go together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, but we've just got to reprioritize mm -hmm. doing, spending more of our time doing things that we love mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rather than just making money yeah. or finding ways to make money that don't require mm -hmm. so much time. And there are tons of ways to do that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a different college to go like because you got to learn. There's so much money in the world. You just need to redirect that for the good, and and when you start that, everything else will come along. And we're in the same boat because we're in the same planet. So I will imagine this is not impossible at all. This yeah. is just that we're not trained for doing it. We've been putting our energy in the wrong things. And, and we just accept what was taught to us as society. So I, I, I'm a positive person. I believe a lot. I just, I have a lot of faith. We just need to talk about it talk about it and, and and touch our friends, you know, like poke them and, and check with them. How are you today? Yeah. And instead of how are you default? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. How Maybe are like, you? Tell the truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> tell the truth. Tell the truth. Because we know what was supposed to be like you 
finish uh, school and then graduate in college and get that job that gives you a lot of money and keep up with your body, slim, beautiful, wonderful woman, and then have babies and then be a wonderful mother, but keep up with your job and the house is organized. And it's, we all know what's meant to be, what, what they taught us. Let's rebuild, reconstruct those things because obviously it's too much and a lot of those like you said cleaning up your place a lot most everything of those things we've been doing they're not taking us anywhere anywhere only to the stress path they're not adding they're giving us more wrinkles and more worriness and there's less time with the ones we love with each other yes 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 it's just we got to talk about it. Yeah. And I think that that is a great place to end. I agree. Mm -hmm. yeah. So thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank thanks you everybody. For being here. Mm -hmm. Thank you for inviting me.